This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the short miniature gaming podcast where we roll a dice and talk about that topic for however long it shows on the dice. All right. Well, I've got some thoughts about like painting things. Do you want to start off with those? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I've been painting some fantasy terrain lately uh-huh. and having to paint like metals on it, but kind of quickly because there's mm-hmm. a lot of it. And my question, though, is how do you go about painting rusty metal? So let's see okay. what the dice wants us to, how long the dice wants us to talk about this for. One minute. Great, really? because I don't really have much to say. So when I paint okay. rusty metal, uh, I'm super lazy. I don't put a lot of effort into it. Uh, I basically just do not NMM with like uh, white, black kind of thing. And then I just wash it with browns. Okay, so you start. You actually keep the high contrast of typical yeah. metals. Then go with that. All right. Yep. So and then I'll touch it up afterwards. All right. So I typically cut out almost all of the NMM part because I find that takes a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll just sort of paint all of it a like medium dark gray. Mm-hmm. Then go over it with like a reddish reddish brown wash for the areas that are kind of going to be rusty but don't have like heavy rust build up because mm-hmm. like when you see rust it has sort of like reddish areas and then like your actual like thick built up orange rusted areas so the second step is kind of like an orangish wash after that just use some like army page or quick shade or dark to get those black lines and all that in the dark areas mm-hmm. and just stipple on some orange in the areas where you can actually see active rust and then do a tiny bit of like dry brushing and edges just to pick up the edges where it looks like the material has been kind of rubbed to get back to shiny metal. So the whole thing isn't shiny, just like the edges are shiny. So that's, that's that the sounds half. like a lot more work than mine. That's the 30 second ex- explanation of rusty metal. That's a lot of work, but I bet you yours looks way better than mine. <laughs> mine is just the rough look of. Well, I did think about dry brushing it. Anyways, that was even too long. That was almost two minutes of talking. So. All right, so next one. Here is my question. Uh, if you were um, making terrain, uh, what would the number one top beginner terrain piece... Uh, so if you're a beginner, basically, at, at making terrain, what is the number one piece of terrain you suggest someone to start making? Are you going to narrow this down to fantasy or sci-fi, or are you just going to leave it Nope, on? up to you. All right, four. There we go, we've got got some time for this so maybe we can do both roughly so for me uh the number one is sci-fi building i think this is the easiest thing to do uh because sci-fi buildings can be square so it's literally four pieces and and you should basically use pink foam Mm -hmm. uh and then uh glue it together uh and then use some sort of uh plastic card or actually um take a sign so uh, a, a lawn sign from the dollar store right so you go pink foam by the way you get that from the from the uh, hardware store and you cut a block which is like literally a building and then you you use a, a sign like a lawn sign plastic right that you get from the uh, dollar store and you use that to create patterns onto your box to make it look like an actual place, an abode to live, and you have to cut in a recessed block inside your your square to for the door, and that's mm-hmm. to me is super easy, 
and it's super simple. And if you paint it up and you make you make the striations, like you, you create enough patterns on the thing using the uh, plastic card or or the the sign that that you got from the dollar store onto your basically super basic square box. It's super easy. It'll look great. And uh, it's a great beginner project because you don't have to do angles and stuff like that that you would have to do in like a, a fantasy or, or, or historical house with a real roof. Yeah, and you could probably just get spray cans and just spray can over the thing rather than just like trying to paint Zenith because it's sci-fi. So you kind of want like gradients to it. So maybe just get like... Yep. Just make sure, them. even though you have the plastic on top, make mm -hmm. sure you don't, you're careful because the, the spray cans will often uh, melt the uh, pink foam. Yeah, some of them will. In my last terrain project, I found that the spray paint actually didn't do a whole lot, like the crying one. Oh, yeah? It didn't really melt the styrofoam all that much. Mm, cool. I, of course, protected the parts I had to protect, but like yeah. we're, uh, we're overshot. It was kind of okay. All right, cool. So, okay, that was your two minutes. On my two minutes of it, I think this isn't what I've ever done, but I think I would go with actual rocks. I see a lot of people just build rocky outcroppings. Mm, like, again, uh, like what you're saying is you can go get a whole bunch of cheap pink styrofoam because mm -hmm. we're trying to fill a whole table here. Basically, if this is your, your starting and you want to get going mm -hmm. on the game. So yeah. the rocks are kind of good for fantasy or sci-fi. So like the things in, in like uh, Bryce Canyon or something like that, just like rocky outcroppings. Yeah. Or the Canadian Shield kind of thing, where it's just like a big rocky outcropping that's carved into the, the land. Yeah, it's eroded in between. It's sort of, it's, okay. not a it's not a mountain, but it's just like large rock yoke croppings. Mm -hmm. And basically just carve the general shape with the foam and then go over top of that with spackling. And then maybe use, like dab it with something to give it some texture mm -hmm. and then paint it, like wash it, dry brush it. Oh, that's actually super easy to paint. That's actually even better beginner one. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, the easy go-to. And that's... That's why I see a lot of people do. Yeah, so that as you start out. It's a great way. That's a good idea. And then once you've got those materials too, you can start building maybe walls for, if you're doing fantasy, you can use those same sort of materials to build yourself up some walls and possibly buildings to move from there. Those are going to yeah. take more time to carve. Like the yeah. shape of stones of a building is going to take way more time than just like rocky outcroppings. Yeah, getting used to the, using pink foam and, you know, when you're making a rocky outcropping, you usually have to glue the pink foam to it, to itself to make it larger. Yeah, because Using... you can kind of just stack it up yeah. on top of each other. You're not trying to what glue. glue what glue do you use? Hot glue. But don't go to the hottest setting. Obviously, it'll melt the styrofoam. I use uh, wood glue. Mm -hmm. It takes longer to set, though, but it's like it glues super well. Yeah, no, I think I was using wood glue as well, but I'm thinking of when you have to glue plastic card to styrofoam you can't use still works white glue. i found it was peeling off a lot i would glue not not the stuff for you know the, the, the super high strength one i find it it's fine so yeah okay well there we are all right so back to more painting questions but i think you're gonna have more of an opinion on this one sure so, so with the new orcs they've been putting out for 40k mm -hmm. we talked before super about sweet doesn't look anything like the old orcs, but yep. Yeah. yeah, we talked about the face shape change before, but I've noticed their color scheme has actually changed quite a bit as well. As well as the actual how, how they look, yeah. Yeah, where it's a lot of like a solid color of like lime green with some deeper green lines in between. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, do you like that color of painting versus the more like 
olive color before. And that's a one. We we're gonna need lots of topics for this. Okay, today. you go first. I need to look at them <laughs> again. Okay, so I'm just gonna describe it and then briefly give my comment on it. Mm -hmm. So I find that they don't have enough shading towards the bottom. It, it's how they've painted them that usually with the down facing areas on things that are painted, you expect they're gonna have more shadow. But with how they've painted them, the bright color actually faces downwards as well. So it doesn't look very natural at all. Like the color itself is nice, but they haven't put in other tones either. So it just, it comes across looking very unnatural, which- It's I mean, pretty yeah. close to their old color. It might actually still be the same color. They've, they've kind of moved more, like it's probably, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so that, that was my question. Not too far away. Yeah. Um, I think they're fine. They're nice. Uh, I wouldn't paint my army this way. So, so do you I, prefer so you think their it's close enough before? It doesn't actually. You don't. You don't yeah. Do so much. Yeah, I don't think it really changes anything. Uh, to me, okay. it's basically the same. They've been painting this kind of way for a while. I personally like more blue in in the green, but mm -hmm. that's just me. Okay. Well, that, that's only a minute. There we go. All right. Next topic. All right, this is one uh, I think we've talked about briefly before, but uh, how cocked should a dice be before you re-roll it? Well, let's see if I can get this to be cocked. I'm gonna try and roll it on an edge. I failed, oh my God. What? Six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already got one and one, so you know, we're balancing out here. Wow, so we're gonna talk about how cocked a dice should be for six minutes. All Ooh. right, you gotta get into the details. First, we gotta do some um, preamble just to fill time. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about D6s here, of course. Uh, are Actually, we though? Well, no, we talk about we're D20s, we also do okay. D20s, right? So, so I D20 think D6s, stuff. yep. Let's start off with D6s, I guess. <laughs> okay, so D6s, because there's only six side, sides, they are it's very it's almost it's very very clear in general is it level um, or is it not like you know you can usually uh remove them from like unless it's like in a crack you can usually remove whatever is stopping them from like propping them up to make them fall flat and they will be very very solid right mm -hmm. and it'll be assured because usually when a d6 gets cocked it's like leaning against something, right? Leaning on something, yeah. And that's, that's why it's cocked. Is. So actually, to me, I would just try and uncock it first. Uh, and then if you still can't tell, like get better eyes. And then if you still can't tell, find and rule it. So to me, D6, uh, it, it sh you shouldn't be cocking D6s very often. So I think if it goes into like a crevice sort of thing, where there's a groove between the boards or a groove in something, and it's sort of just uh -huh. like in the groove. Uh -huh. And I usually would call that cocked. Mm -hmm. Now, like, that's kind of like stopped it from rolling. But if it ends up on a flat surface and one side of the flat surface is like slightly higher, yeah, and you could just like tap the table and it'll come off of it. Like if you don't have uh -huh. to touch the dice or touch the thing it's sitting on, and you can just kind of tap the table. I think if you can remove the thing that is blocking it mm -hmm. and it falls flat, that's what you should do instead of re-rolling it. And you have to pull it away. You can't push it forward. Well, you're not supposed to touch the dice, right? Yeah. No, but not like push yep. not like push the thing forward to roll the dice over on another yep. thing. 
I don't even mind shaking the table or yeah, shaking like said, the entire thing to get it to fall flat because they, they fall so flat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at, on the other hand, if they fall off the, the table. Oh, yeah, off the tables always. Every roll, even if they, yeah. If it All right. It's still no good. However, D6s are very flat, right? Mm-hmm. How about the other ones? Anything above a D6? So a D20, I think I have a D20 is sitting on the edge of something. Like if it's not sitting on a flat surface, we'll just, de- mm-hmm. I just declare it a re-roll. So you don't have to think yep. about it. Just, That's the thing. D620s, they're so rolly that basically it's the me. opposite to me. Like if it's even a little bit cocked and it's not clear, roll it. And often if you tap the table, a D20 could go any direction. It could just it yeah. could roll onto any other side. So it could be completely... Yeah, so even if it's like slightly whatever, it's a little bit weird. Um, and they're also cocked more often, right? That's why it's good to have um, some sort of flat surface to roll them, right? Like when we play Infinity, we generally roll them on a rooftop yep. to, to help with that. By the way, that's only been four minutes, four and a bit. Four minutes? Mm-hmm. So how about a D4? Oh, don't play with is D4s D4. even cocked? I guess you kind of have to. It would be the opposite. You have to go into crevice as well. Yeah. If a, yeah, if a D4 is cocked, then it's cocked. I guess you'll know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about a D2? A, a coin. coin. Uh, I think you could go up to like up to 30 degrees on that. Because it's, so, it's just pointing straight. I think if it's not 90 degrees, if it's not like literally sitting there. If it's not sitting it on its head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. How about D8s though? So so one up. All right. Yeah. If they're sitting on the edge of something. Yeah. And you can move that, that thing out of the way. Would you move the thing out of the way to make it roll flat or would you just roll it? No, I think because it could roll onto a new side because it has the potential to keep rolling. Yeah, it has it's more rolly. Anything more than D6 is too rolly, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, if you do something new to anything other than a D6, it could just like keep rolling in some new direction where you think like, oh, this is the faces is mostly up. Then you tap the table and it rolls off of it. It can just roll onto the whole other side, mm-hmm. which is kind of like interfering with the whole thing. Yeah. So, so you would re-roll it. Yeah. It's so just, the only thing where you you'll fiddle with it more is the D6. And it, D6 and under, but Above D6, just re-roll it. It's just not worth the effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's uh, that's a pretty good good thing. So that means in Infinity, you would re-roll it because they're D20s. Frostgrave, you re-roll it. Yep. Uh, okay, here's one. And then D6 is basically our game that we play now. Is we, we don't really play other D6 games currently besides our game. No, but you have a fully modeled board. So on your board, there's more opportunity uh-huh. Become cocked. Yeah, that's thing, why I rolled them on the side or on a tray. Yeah, the thing is, like, if you roll it on a regular table, like I prefer not rolling on regular tables, mm-hmm. just because it can bounce around so much. Mm-hmm. The the mats are so good for rolling on because mm-hmm. they're just nice yep. and soft. They give a little bit of a bounce. Yeah, and they're generally flat. It doesn't make too much noise if you're playing at a game store, yep. so it doesn't like piss off everybody in the game store by going like and having like fifty dice do that. If you're playing 40k so yeah. everybody can hear this like rolling thunder still not as bad as Yu-Gi-Oh players oh Yu-Gi-Oh slam actually i'm just joking because i don't think i've even seen a Yu-Gi-Oh player in so long yeah i've never heard anyone yell you've activated my trap card <laughs> <laughs> but if i did i'd be like yes <laughs> i would go and see it that's all i'm saying mm-hmm. i'd check it out all right 
so there we go. We actually were able to fill up six minutes with a little bit of garbage. Of course. There, but every there. time. <laughs> all right so uh that's it then uh that has been uh, day six minutes uh if you have any topics you want us to uh answer uh or any questions or you want us to answer uh, give us a shout you can yep. find us on uh i'm waiting for you you can find oh, us this part's after <laughs> oh, okay sorry you can contact us at uh contact at this or everything give us uh an email and tell us uh, what you want answered or or you can find us on Facebook and message us at Dice Over Everything group and we'll check into the topic maybe. Yep. Uh, so that's it. This is being Alan. Yeah, it's from Brandon. Bye.